Maybe midnight or midday Never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed Lived enough life to say I heard your heart, I see your pain Out in the dark, out in the rain Feel so alone, feel so afraid I heard you pray, in Jesus' name It may be midnight or midday It's never early, never late He gon' stand by what he claimed I lived enough life to say This is Pastor Latanya Uyola, affectionately known as Pastor Tan. I wanted to let you know that we're back again from our break. It has been awesome. So I wanted to let you know that my middle daughter, which is this is Mimi's moment. So hello, Mimi. How are you? It's been okay. It's been okay. Man. All right. So we're going to go over a little bit of Psalms 48, a psalm of Mount Zion. And also it is saying the first verse is great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city of our God in the mountain of his holiness. Okay, Minuet, is there anything that you would like to add on that first, please? I would maybe like an explanation. Okay, well, what I'm trying to say is that, well, what the psalmist is trying to say is that great is is the Lord great is God and he is greatly to be praised everybody wants to sit here and say God did this and it was bad or God did that but the psalmist choose to to open it up with the praises of God okay in the city of our God is Jerusalem and at that time Israel but Jerusalem in the mountain of his holiness. So nine times out of 10, during that time, the um, Jesus, uh, excuse me, God dwelt in the mountains during Moses' time. Remember that? So he was able to go up to the, through the mountain and get the 10 commandments. Oh, that time. Okay. Right. And then when he came down, what did they have, to, what did he have to do because he was so what? You know how you look at the sun, but you can't directly look at the sun because it's so bright, right? Mm -hmm. So when Moses went up to go see God, his countenance changed so much that he was bright like the sun that the people couldn't look at him. So he what? He had to cover himself. He's too holy to look at. Right. Exactly, because that was making sure that some people knew that when God was that holy, we can die from looking at him. Let's just be honest. We can die because God is that pure. He's that holy. That's why. I'm too amazing for your eyes. Right. He is a huge, huge, huge brightness coming from him that's why moses was able to write genesis exodus leviticus numbers deuteronomy but he had to write it looking at god's back and not his face because we're human and we have sin we can die let's just be honest 
So you understand now? Yes. Okay. So verse two, beautiful for situation. The joy of the whole earth is Mount Zion on the side of the north, the city of the great king. Man, what do you think about that one? Okay. Well, pretty much they're trying to say is that beautiful for situation, the way that God has already set there and has been able to either be on the mountain or become at the, at the, in their tents later on. And then he comes in and he comes in and he dwells within us. That's beautiful. No. So he's able to go with the, remember when he were, the Israelites were going through the wilderness for 40 days and 40 nights. He was with them through the daytime and night. Right. And he also gave them manna, which was what? Bread. Oh. Uh-huh. And you got to be able to understand. They also was able to drink at that time so god gave them manna which was bread with them day and night i mean he dwelt with them he was with them just like he was in genesis with adam and eve we still find a way to complain though yes and that's the thing is that they start complaining but they were saying it's a beautiful situation for the joy of the whole earth we have god and people neglect that they think that God is just somebody, somebody. He's not a somebody. He's a being. He's an almighty God. And he's the one that has. He's the only one. Right. He's the only one. We have lesser gods. Yes. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But he's the only one that can honestly say he's been here from the beginning to the end. He's the only one that sent his what? To come and die for us. Jesus. Right. He only sent his son. So, and his son was the only one to what? Get back up. Right? He's the only one. Everybody else kind of messed up at like some point. Right. Everybody in the Bible has messed up. Moses, Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. Everybody has messed up. So, but Jesus came and when he came, he was able to take the beatings, take the time out to really see about the people and give us a relationship back with God. And then at the same time, God tries hard. Yes. We're doing that all the time though. He does. He tries a lot and it's hard. I understand. I mean, he doesn't put his feelings into it. He says, you know what? He told um, Samuel. Last night, remember when we were doing the Bible in the year, he told Samuel that they're not rejecting you, Samuel. They're rejecting me. So it's not personal, but I know that, you know, as a human being, that would hurt. But God is different than we are. So he knows what's going on. Okay. So when they wanted to accept the king, which is natural, like everybody else, but they had God. And I think a lot of people don't realize how much God is in their lives. No? I mean, sometimes, yes. Sometimes people just don't understand. Wow. So why do they not understand who God is? Maybe they see him in a different way or wrong. Okay. So why do you say that? Because sometimes people will have other gods along with God. Ooh, that's a good one. See, and that's the problem. 
is that what does it say? God said in the Bible, you shall not have no other God before me. And what you can make as a God, you can make your children, you can make your husband, you can make the TV, you can make anything your God, anything that goes before God, you can make it. But what do some people do? They put God in a box or think God is a genie. God is not a genie. You cannot command him when you want to have him in your life. So I don't think that's really good. So what about what's another way that they sit there and they lose uh, credibility with God? As you said, um, maybe. Maybe what? Maybe they take him as a thing that they will use in when they need it, but just drop it when they don't. Right. And I think our society is like that, too. They will sit there and say, well, you know, we don't need God right now. Or wait a minute. When I'm in a life death situation, there's going to sit there and say, oh, God, please save me. Or, oh, God, you know, when they're about to be at death's door, that's when they sit there and say, oh, God. But what are you supposed to do as a Christian? You're supposed to seek him when? Every day. Every day. That's the thing. When you first get up in the morning and you don't have too many things that you have to do, you have so many different things to do. One simple thing you have to do when you wake up in the morning or try to get up earlier in the morning and say, thank you, God, for one more day. Is that hard? It's literally like four words. Right. But at the same time, like I said, we have to honestly put our mind in where God needs for us to be. Okay. And then during your spare time, during out the day, Saturdays and Sundays is sometimes our days where we're just trying to relax, trying to chill. Sometimes we need to be able to sit there and sometimes give God time. What do you think? Another thing I find I, I find is usually in an everyday life, you don't really see anyone, you know, actually expressing God. Like, like some people, I don't know, maybe they try to hide it or something. I don't, I don't really understand. Why don't express God in open? Why do they not express God, like, you know, throughout the day? Why do they hide God like he's a secret? I honestly have no idea. As I already said, I have no idea what's going what's wrong. Okay, well, let's talk about it. I mean, does your age sometimes talk about God, or do they just not? Well, on the rare occasion, they might say something, and then it's just pretty normal, and then everything then it's kind of brushed off. Wow. See, and that's something that we need to start actually, you know, as Christians, sitting here and honestly talking about God. And during, you know, maybe starting striking up a little bit more conversations about God, especially with our youth and also with preteens, teens, you know, up until adulthood. We don't talk about God like we were supposed to. He's the main focal point in your life. I don't know about you, but he's for me. And what about you, Minuet? Is he the main focal point? When you look at anything, you look at God, so why would he not be? Oh, okay. So why why are you saying he's like, if you look at God, what do you mean You when you said that statement? You look at everything, so why is he the main, like the main, main focal point? He made everything, which means everything is right there. It's basically everything was made by him. Wow. Okay, so why isn't so many adults like this? They're not sitting here and talking about God, but yet it's still... They're more consumed with everything else in their lives. 
maybe people don't 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 you know ex exact time for it or may maybe they don't have time for it maybe or maybe it's just embarrassing to talk about why is it embarrassing to talk about god Hmm, that's a good one. We might want to think about that one. If it's embarrassing to talk about God, I mean, he's a, like you said, he's a part of your focal point. He's the part of you that stays with you throughout the whole entire time of your life. You know, so I don't understand why he's not, you know, to be ashamed of God you know, it says in the Bible, if you're ashamed of me on earth, I'm going to be ashamed of you in heaven. And what's your point in being here? Well, what I'm saying is that God said, if you are ashamed of me, talking about me, even discussing about me, like he's going to be ashamed in front of his father about you. Jesus is going to be ashamed of you. He can't represent someone who's ashamed of him. Let's just think about it. Okay, you go to court. Let's just say. Why am I in court? What crime did I commit? What did <laughs> exactly. I do? Now, let's think about it. If you go to court, let's say you committed a sin of you took a cookie from Sami. That's not a sin. <laughs> yes, it is. Stealing no, is a no, sin. No, it isn't. That's not a federal crime. <laughs> okay. Why am I in court for that? All right. So. It's not a federal crime. No, it's not. But. Yeah, it's a statement. It's not a federal crime that makes you go to court. Okay, well, let's talk about it. All right, so you want to up your charge to something else? Taking a cookie from your sister's, what is that? That's not, you're not going <laughs> to, the government has much more better things to do. Okay, so what if you go to court for, uh, let's say, uh, hacking? I don't even know how to, like, I barely know how to do anything on a computer. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, then. See, that's the thing is that. It, even if you're you don't know, let's just say you did it accidentally. How do you hack accidentally? <laughs> okay, well let's talk about it. So you don't hack accidentally. Let's just say you get into a you know. Well, let's see. Let's say you you uh you pretty much like uh, hmm. What's a good crime? I don't know. Your age. Let's see. Anyway. I'm just going back to the cookie one. Why? Because it's a, it's a good analogy. All right. So you stole from your little sister and you're going to, you know, to the court to talk to someone. If you're ashamed of the person who's representing you, do you think that person's going to be doing any, has any confidence? Honestly, if, that, if, that was, if I, you were ashamed of me, I'm trying to help you with your case. I'm out. Bye. Right. Exactly. So that's how Jesus feels. If you're ashamed of me, you know, I'm going to be ashamed of you in front of my father. That's kind of messed up that you think that Jesus would be like that. Don't you think he has feelings too? Mm-hmm. Okay. And then at the same time, he knows you, you're a thief. Does he honestly want to represent a thief? Well, I mean, you're a cat. I mean, the person in court does. So, um, okay. God doesn't want to do that. But like, why is there a person in court trying to represent you then? Hmm? Okay. Well, let's talk about it. it All right. Makes sense, huh? <laughs> yes, it does. Because Jesus, he represented us on the cross as thieves, liars, murderers, cheats, all of that. Any sin that you have been able to commit, he's been able to, what? He's been able to represent us. 
And because we changed our lives over to him, we're able, God is able to see us with the blood of Jesus on Honestly, him. Honestly, we all kind of are just terrible people. Yes, but if you become, if you sit there and honestly ask for forgiveness, pray and ask God into your life, you can change a whole lot of different things and your countenance and your life will do a whole lot better. Even though we are, yeah, bad and sinful in nature. I'm not going to sit here and lie. But when God sits there and comes in, he cleans up a lot of what we've been doing. And also he changes our mindset. So don't you think that's a good thing? Maybe you could add changes our mindset in a positive manner because there's people who don't do that. Okay. Well, also let's let's include God changes us in a positive manner because sometimes people, some people that say they're saints or kingdom minded people are not true Christians or kingdom minded people. Honestly, the people I meet like that, I'm like, you're pretty snarky. Why in the world are you rubbing that in my face? Can't you just show me that? Well, at the same time, Mimi, you got to understand certain people think that, you know, to be hot and uh, what is it? High and mighty. They think that's where the Pharisees and the Sadducees are. And that's not the way that you're supposed to be. You're supposed to be humble. You're supposed to be gracious and you're supposed to be merciful to people and not put it in their face that you're saved or you're a Christian like that. That's not that's not how you're supposed to portray yourself to people. But you're supposed to give God the praise and the glory. I'm just saying that just seems kind of, you know, snarky of you when you can just be like when you can show in your actions how you actually are. I don't I don't understand why you have to explain that to me. Well, I'm saying that because certain people thinks that their actions or their character is supposed to be able to portray them as Christians and not their actions. And sometimes you not sometimes to be honest with you, you know, a Christian should know a Christian. A believer should I'm not know gonna a believer. lie. It's really easy to lie, but it's not gonna it's not like you're gonna get away with it or like someone's not gonna be like, That's really off. What are you talking about? You act this way, which is wrong, and you're not supposed to do that. But also, let me say this, Mimi, is that, look, if they may seem like they're getting away with it at the time, but God comes back and he says, what, vengeance is mine. He's the one that's going to repay them for what they said. That's like, um, no, that's incorrect. (laughs) Or someone else is just like, that's that's incorrect. What's incorrect? Maybe if you, maybe you know being a terrible person, maybe bullying things like that, and saying you're a great person, or saying that you get along nicely with people, or things like that. Oh, okay. So what she's saying, trying to say, is that the people that bully and lie about their character, they're not getting away with anything. They're pretty much just showing you who they are, right? They're just saying things that are untruthful, and you're like, that's wrong. But I'm not going to tell you because honestly, that's not really my job. That's true, too. Now, I mean, I understand that you don't have to, you know, tell them right out, but your actions tell them, hey, you're not telling the truth. Hey, this is not a good situation. Hey, you're bullying my friend. That is not cool. Sometimes they'll just be like, okay, in like a weird tone, which I don't really mean, you know, truthfully, I mean that sarcastically, like, okay, sure, you're correct. Whatever. No, I'm being honest is that it's not 
it's not okay. You can honestly tell them, hey, that is I know, not okay. I know it's not okay, but sometimes you can tell people as many times as you want what's wrong or what's not. you're not supposed to do and try to fix it. Mm-hmm. But some people just don't make an effort. And sometimes you have to back off and be like, you know what? Die, how do you take this? I'm just going to agree with that for now, sarcastically. Okay, well. And some- just like not get in the way of that. Because honestly, it's kind of getting in my way and... It's not benefiting anyone here. And and at the same time, God does, you know, he does come back and tells them, hey, do you understand that was not cool what you did? And we do have the Holy Spirit, which does convict us of what is right and what is wrong. So they should know by now. And if they don't know, you know, from home home training or from their parents or the teacher, then it becomes a whole different, you know, situation when they get older. And it does affect them a lot. The thing is, sometimes to that story, there is two sides to it. Yeah. Sometimes there's problems in a family that makes them act this way. Mm -hmm. To make them feel like they're in more control or maybe to make them feel better about themselves or about how their situation is. Honestly, sometimes that's how people are. Sometimes... People lash themselves out at other people to to try to help them, you know, fix their problems. And that is true because Which please do not do. That's no. a bad idea. But yeah. it's just somehow sometimes how people act and that's honestly kind of and if you can't fix that, then that's not really your job. That's true too, because a lot of adults do that too. Also, it depends on what your you know occupation is but usually if you're a service person or cashier or someone else that you know they lash out at you because they're frustrated and they don't know who else to talk to so they do sometimes lash out at people another thing again there's another side to this story don't bottle everything up and and think you know what i will definitely survive at this maybe it'll work and because it will personal experience it will not yeah. You're going to eventually explode, and um, it's not going to be nice, and no one's going to be understanding what is happening. That- so don't lash out at people, but please just explain, because that's just, because sometimes that's just concerning, or comes off as rude or selfish to other people. And this is true. I mean, honestly, sometimes it is kind of misunderstanding that certain times that people will sit there and say, you know, depending on your tone or what have you, that you do lash out on them. And, you know, please go back and apologize and say, hey, I didn't mean to. I've had a lot of people to come back to me and say, hey, I'm sorry. You know, this 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 is what happened. This is how my day went. So I, I, I took it out on you and I duly apologize. So it depends on the person. And they're they're now what's not okay is not understanding that you did something wrong and you need to go back and fix it. That's not okay. Please go if you've done anything wrong. Please go back and fix it. But if you if you but if you just continue living like and convincing yourself it's not your fault, you're not gonna really learn from that experience, now are you? No, they're not. But at the same exact time, what I'm telling you is that. If you don't learn now, especially if you're a young adult growing up, preteen or what have you, then when you become an adult, it becomes harder for people to say, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Um, Understand that it's not always easy, but you need to get to that point. Your childhood and the way you were were taught and the way you learned and the way, you know, you're disciplined and stuff really can take a a toll on how you you are as an adult. Sometimes... 
thing sometimes actions have negative effects and and sometimes lingering lingering on to something and not fixing it definitely has ne- ne- definitely has negative effects yes and it does um it it does uh give a lot of validity of what the person is and how that person is so please i'm understanding is that you know some for some of us some people that say they're christians be who that you're supposed to be your attitude the way that you carry yourself it does impact a lot of us as you can see with my daughter a lot of us i don't care if you're an adult preteen you know teenager child young child you can impact how that person is and how that person is received. And yes, some parents do mess up a lot and I am not condoning that. But what I'm saying is that if you are trying to be able to do what God says do, then please, by all means, please make sure that you are doing what God says do. And no matter what's going on, we do the right thing. And also, Let's go to let's go to verse nine, right? Quick. We have thoughts of thy loving kindness, O God, in the midst of thy temple. So what does that mean to you? Maybe there's some form of love or appreciation in the temple. Right. And also at the same time, it's the thought of just how God is so good and he comes in and he wants to dwell with us. And not just the church, but the temple is us. Now we're the temple, we're the church, not the church as in uh, just four walls. The church isn't really a building, it's the people who fill it. Right, it's the people that fill it. So in the midst of that temple, love and kindness. So with love and kindness, he has drawn us, okay? He has been able to give us more than we, we can ever possibly think of. Again, we still find a way to complain. Right. And that's the problem is that you need to stop complaining about what God is giving you and start being appreciative of who God is in you and who what God has given you. On the last topic on the last topic that we previously discussed, I would like to add that some people just just think that things that have that have built built up over time and continue hurting and just and aren't fixed yet. They think that they have like a short thing that you can just magically fix it with, even though that's been tried thousands of times and it's it's not going to work. Okay, if you have problems at home, just, you know, I don't know, smiling through it, saying it's okay. That doesn't fix anything. If anything, it makes it worse. And honestly, some people just think that if you just, you know, maybe ignore it or just be like that doesn't exist then eventually it'll go away it does not do not do that that is a bad idea if you it's better to let things go and express things than bottling them up and just ignoring them until eventually they come back around even more bigger of a problem and nothing gets fixed so what you're saying is that also too that you should bring it up that if it becomes a huge problem you shouldn't just sweep it underneath the rug, you should be able to sit there and seek counsel and help for assistance via your parents or teacher or someone just to talk to. And sometimes it's a friend or a colleague that you can be able to confide in and that 
won't tell your business of what's going on or what have you. So then you can feel safe. Um, yeah, like kind of like we just got discussed, I'm pretty sure, last time I was here. Okay. So that's awesome. All right. So I just want to let you know, thank you so much for being able to be with us. But if you don't know God as your personal Savior and also Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we want you to be able to go to your word. And it says in Romans 10, chapter 9 and 10, that if you confess with the mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that Jesus was raised from the dead and with the confession of your mouth, that's when you're able to tell God of your sins, tell God of what's going on with you and believe in your heart that Jesus has raised from the dead. You can be saved and you can do that in your home. You can do that anywhere in your car, what have you. Just know that this is a personal journey between you and God and also with his son helping you and also the Holy Spirit. It is an awesome time with God and you. Minuet, is there anything else you want to be able to remind the people or just to say a couple of words? I hope you have a good day and personally... If you have any problems, I would very much like you to go seek help because I understand that sometimes problems can build up and make things worse and problems are very much so hurtful for anybody that has them. So please have a nice day, go outside. Maybe it may not be a great day for you or if it's raining or something and the weather's not great, then maybe you can just, you know, talk to your family, have fun today, do something you want to do. Personally, have fun today. That's all I have for you. And bye. Have a nice day. <laughs> all right. It's good to see you. Thank you so much. And if you like our questions and comments, please be able to follow us and give us a five-star rating and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Amazon Music, and Audible, Spotify, and Stitcher, Edify also. And if you enjoy this program, please make sure that you reach out, have questions and concerns. You reach us on Facebook with It Is Written by Latanya Uyola. My name is L-A-T-O-N-Y-A. Last name, U-L-L-O-A. Please, please reach out to us. And it's been an awesome time with you. I would like to add that I really do enjoy answering questions. Questions, they honestly... It's better. It's nice to to answer to answer a question because I really just see that people have you know actual interests and it's nice to answer to answer questions and tell you about like a story or something. I find it enjoyable. All right, so please reach out to us, Menuet and I are waiting on your questions. Okay, thank you. Kanosumida, Some face a lifetime of falling tears. But he's in the darkness, he's in the cold Just like the morning, he always shows It may be midnight or midday He's never early